Mediocre Hobbies Podcast, Episode 8, Moving the Livestream and Why Do They Keep Changing Things? even more because we have some incredible things to talk about isn't that right mr landy oh top quality top quality yeah 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 yeah. because we are recording this intro at the end of the podcast we know everything we've said so trust us trust me because i have yeah, to yeah. put it together uh, so sit back relax and enjoy the podcast congratulations on your stream thank you so much what was the final total like 11 13 70? nearly 1300 bloody hell well done yeah yeah it's a uh, kind of beyond insane i didn't even remotely expect to get anywhere near that i think it's absolute quality that it happened i think i was really i think it was like three or four hours before you started there was like 100 quid there and then yeah by the time you started i think there was like 200 quid something like that and i was like he is easily gonna hit 500 we, quid we hit 500 quid 13 minutes in yeah it's crazy i was like what the hell i don't the words can't describe because it's one of those things like this is the first time i've ever done anything like this so like as much as i'm a super positive person which i am there's some still like i kind of have my expectations of things and sometimes i i doubt myself and i had that whole thing as well in my head of like i expect there will there will be like little peaks where there will be like like a good amount of people on and stuff uh, and i think there's a real fear with something like this as well where you know maybe you've got 40 friends right like yeah. full stop and so if you're streaming your friends and colleagues will jump on a stream and they will support you but will they support you doing something like this it is i think it's my endeavor so like even if like not not a lot of my like None of my like not Warhammer friends were involved. None of them showed up. Burning. I didn't ask them to. I didn't invite them. Yeah, tell of course. Happening like none of my family were there. But all of my like hobby friends, a good bunch of them were there. There was probably like kind of five, six, seven of them. Then there was just such a large. That was the kind of people I expected to cruise with me through the day. Yep. And I just couldn't understand that. Like, and I kept looking up, being like, "That'll plummet in a minute. That'll plummet <laughs> in a minute." Do you people not have anything better to do? Like. <laughs> Well, I mean, I did. So I jumped in and out whenever I could. And I thought it was like, it was really nice to kind of pop in and pop back out and see the stream and see the, see everything evolve. Yeah. And I really appreciated you dropping in and stuff and you a very generous donation. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, not at all. I think, you know, it's like anything else. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a huge amount of spare cash, but I think when it's a good cause, it's worth donating to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the that's one of the things that brought it all together was that it's like people sometimes call them um uh, soap streams where it's mm. just about them getting more soaps and stuff so they're going on and stuff but i was like let's just make it about a charity let's just do something yeah a bit of fun like do something you know, worthwhile with the time so and it's cool because like the way it works is i that account that set up with the charity is like like that charity represents a whole bunch of different charities yes of course so like whenever I want to do anything like this again, I just log into my account and I go, you know, open fundraiser thing, pick a charity and then generate a code Yep. to just start. So I haven't actually ended the one I'm on now. It can run for a month. So I'm, st I'm still not sure whether I want to go end now and just be done with it or whether I want to put some Instagram posts being up like, I wonder if we can get to 1500 before we finish out, guys. I guess the 
important question is what did you get painted? What was your final, final total? Tally, it was not nearly as much as I expected. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether that was like me being silly or whether it was just having to engage with so many people yeah, yeah, yeah. chatting away for the entire day. That sounds like an excuse. No, not at all. My leagues of Otan are on the way. Congrats. Well, taken. <laughs> just to let well, everyone know that I bought them after the rules got changed, not before. Uh, the the guy from Gorilla Miniatures put up an amazing video the other day talking about um, why Games Workshop shouldn't change their like rules and why they shouldn't react to things like that and why they shouldn't constantly chase the perfection. They should just let it ride. And well, what's what's your opinion on it? And I'll tell you that exact answers. thing. I don't think they should change the rules. I think they should just release something. And even if it's broken, it's like his sentence. His thing was they never used to, and the community figured it out. They, they gave like you gave really like I can't I'm not gonna go into the entire video like anyone who wants to know my opinion on it go and watch Gorilla Miniatures but like the whole idea of he, he kind of talked about Privateer Press and what they did with War Machine and Hordes which is they based mm -hmm. a game around the rules and around competitive play and against trying to balance everything and they brought new rules every three months and they brought it and they constantly were trying to go back and forth and fix things yeah and one of the big things he talked about was like which means that the conversation around War Machine and Hordes was always just balance. That's all anyone ever talked about. It's like, you yep. check out this new balance, you see how this did this, this, you see how this rule fitted in. Said, it's like no one was enjoying it for the game or no one was enjoying it for the models. They were just constantly comparing it to everything else. Yep. And he was like, if you went into a a tournament like Adepticon yep. uh, 10 years ago, there'd be as many people playing War Machine and Hordes as there was playing Warhammer. And now the company is basically dead. My personal opinion, even before I watched his video was, there are tens of thousands of units in 40k. Yep. And they all have to interact with each other. And just just for clarity, what you mean by that is a squad of five space marines can be armed in 65 different ways, depending yeah. on how you do them. So each one of those is a separate thing to balance. Yeah. Yep. And each, each thing is supposed to be balanced off of everything else. How does that interact with that unit? How does that interact with that unit? How does that go and interact with that guy? It? it is literally impossible to balance 40k. Like, and keep impossible. it fun let's let's go with that yeah. and keep it fun because technically you could balance it but it would be by making a chess well, oh by making it first but even edition. chess isn't finished isn't isn't balanced because whoever goes first there you go that's an advantage mm. so so <laughs> I, I i i personally think the most balanced game games workshop has ever done is warhammer fantasy battles eighth edition okay and I, I base that entirely on the fact that at that time, that was like, what, 2010-ish, give or yeah. take, they didn't give a... They didn't, they didn't look at the community. The community didn't exist. No one cared about the community at large. Mm -hmm. They were writing those books concurrently, I would say. Like, not obviously all at once, but, like, the, the era of 8th edition was not long. Uh, yeah. When the last book that came out for seventh edition, which, as we all know, the last book for any edition is written for the next edition in mind. Yeah. So the last edition, last book for seventh edition was Beastmen. Yeah. The first book for eighth edition was Orcs and Goblins. Yeah. At the end of eighth edition, when we had books for everything else, Beastmen and Orcs and Goblins were then winning tournaments because the entire edition had been, in air quotes, written at once. 
So everything was, air quotes, balanced against itself. And so stuff that was really bad at the beginning, Beastmen and Orcs and Goblins, became good because the stuff that was hyper anti them got replaced during the edition as it would naturally do. And because we don't know what's coming down the road for 40k, who are we to tell them Leagues of OTAN need this to be changed? We don't know what's coming out next month. We have no idea what's coming out in two weeks. We don't know what's coming out in, you know, six months. So why are we the ones telling them how to balance a game that we don't know any of the other? I've also, like, from personal experience, from working in the shop, I have seen this dozens of times where something like a rule leaks or some codex gets, mm-hmm. like, a showcase of a unit and the whole community is up in arms. Or even when people first get books yep, and they tell the world, oh, this is broken and this is stupid and this is the list you want to take. And give it three weeks and all of their opinions have changed. It's like well, you, you actually play tested it and now you see that it's not as powerful or that's not really the best combination or not like oh it's just like well you just take a chill pill guys like you're pushing I also, all these runs I also it. don't think there's anything wrong with things being like powerful. I think that's good. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I really I really like it when, you know what was it? Was it seventh edition to eighth edition forty K where Space Marine bikes went from useless to good and then they were useless again? Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It was just like you know. I think there was a, a codex shift mid, uh, mid edition, and Space Marine bikes were literally like the thing to take, and then they were gone again because yep. they just weren't as good as they were, and it wasn't worth it. Yeah, I just yeah, just need more. Just give me more. More. I'm always one for more toys. Just they make they make miniatures to sell miniatures. They don't forget the rules. Like, honestly, me and Dave have had nothing but solid games in our thing, and we have barely followed two rules. You couldn't find two rules to rub together in our games. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen a couple. Of them. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it is that whole idea of, like, if you have, if you're not going to tournaments, which, let's face it, 99% of people who play Warhammer 40k don't go to tournaments, yeah? Would that be a fair thing to say? Oh, 100% of people don't go to tournaments. Like, it's such, it's a rounding error. Yeah, literally, it's it's nothing. So if you're just playing at home with your friends and you get some people who are like minded, make up your own rules. Just do whatever makes you happy. If you don't See, think I, that's fair, fix this. I don't. Or change I don't that. think people should make up their own rules. I really like the challenge of, like, I'm someone who writes an army list. Like, if if you tell me, meet me in Underworld Gaming in Tala on Saturday at ten o'clock, and I'm going to play forty k with you. Yep. All I want to know is how many points are we playing. That's it. Yeah, I have always written an army to essentially be a tournament army. Like I'm going with an army that should be, in theory, powerful and balanced. And it doesn't matter if you show up with orcs or you show up with chaos knights. You know, an army that has six models or six hundred, I should be able to deal with that. And I'm not going to be able to, like, as far as I'm concerned, I should be able to step up there and either win or lose, and then take something from that and do it differently the next time. Even with the same army, I don't need any anything else to change. A friend of mine, when I grew up, he would always tailor his armies to beat me. Yeah, which doesn't take much, let's be honest. But we all had a friend like that. Yeah, but that was that was his thing, right? He would he would tailor his armies to beat me because we didn't have anyone else to play, and so I would try and do a balanced army, and then all of a sudden I would get beaten because he had uh, Masmundi on uh, you know uh, on a stegodon, and you're like, cool, I <laughs> can't be him with my high elf archers and spearmen yeah. in static pose. Um, Let's re-rack. <laughs> That'll yeah. be it, you know? <laughs> but I always did well at events because my armies were, you know, rounded. Now, I'm no good at events anymore, but 
I definitely feel like the hatred for all this kind of stuff comes from people who are at these events who not even they're at the event they're just afraid they're going to encounter this at an event and then what does that mean is their weekend going to be ruined by playing one game which i don't know how that can happen you've got five games if you look one of them is generally going to be bad and the rest are going to be fine yeah i know right it's gen that's kind of how it works and it's, you don't even have to do like some people's army some people your like personalities just don't gel or whatever and you're just like so you'd have a bad game but you just wouldn't have much banter or chats between you just be like oh i'm gonna do this and you're like okay cool I love yeah. when you have a game and it's just a bit of fun and just a bit of crack. And I uh, did you know that Games Workshop had but never released a dice rolling app? No, Andy, I'm teaching you all sorts just today. So uh, there, there was uh, it was around about the time of the Skaven book that had the little um, narholes, nor whatever they're called. You know the the things you play on the battlefield, like little. Yeah, that wasn't long at all. Nope, not that long ago. Uh, so I was playing a game at a tournament with a guy who was a player tester who had the dice rolling app. And he had in his army, this was when uh, plague monks were at their worst. Like a plague monk could do something like... six attacks from like 10 of them or some stupidness like that. Yeah, and his whole army was them. So and he was he's a really nice guy. However, he was also so slow and he i was warned before the game i was like oh this he's a really good guy but you know he's very particular and he's a bit slow so just if you you know if you need to speed up speed up in the time that everyone else got four turns in we got to the start of turn two he started the game by giving me a four to six minute uh overview of this dice rolling app in what I assume was a, a pleasant thing to go, look, I, I know I've got a bit of a history of being slow, but this is going to help me be fast. Yeah. And by the end of everyone else's turn four, we had just started turn two. What? He was so slow. And I was playing uh, Magakin of Nurgle. I had, I think, like six or seven units of Blight Kings, like lots of small units and a couple of characters and some drones. Yeah. So I, I did my first turn in 15 minutes yes and we got to the start of turn two maybe it was the start of my turn two maybe he had like double turned me or something and like so maybe my maybe my recollection of this is slightly off and i said to him oh like i don't want to complain that you're being slow i know you're you're trying to you know play the game at, at a pace or whatever i know you show me the dice app i appreciate you trying but if we don't get at least four turns in i can't win meaning I need to be able to move across the battlefield and do things. And he just put his hand out and said, okay, are you quitting then? And I was yeah. like, no, what I'm saying is I can't beat you if you don't let me play the game. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And he did, he did, you know, speed up a little bit. And, you know, I know the, the tournament organizer and he kind of came over and gave me a look and I was like, we'll be as quick as we can. We'll be as quick as we can, Dan. Just let us, let us play the game. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's like, there are circumstances that, you know, if that army, if that game was a 40k army, it would be nerfed immediately because the whole community would just explode about it. But you can do an army like that in 40k. You can do an army of Gene Steeler Cult where it's all guys on foot or Imperial Guardsmen, guys yeah. on foot, just 150 guys. More. Guardsmen at one point for yeah. 50, 40 points for 10. 
So you could take like twelve hundred points of your army and have three hundred guardsmen on the table, and then and still have got, no. They've all got free equipment. everything. So yeah, they yeah. wreck you. <laughs> Every six is an automatic wound, and we're going to front line fire you into next week. The the list exists. No one could be bothered building it, but yeah, like the, like the guys who took seven thousand mortars. Like yeah, people wrote those lists. They're like, oh my god, we could do this. Like well, like three people in the world did it, and they were all crappy conversions. Yep. Um. And that 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 brings back to what I'm saying. Like, it's not about the rules. It's not about anything. It's about who you play. Yes. Like-minded people. Like, you would never choose to play that guy again, right? I I would absolutely, if that came up, I would go to the tournament organizer and go, I really can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if that was like, well, you have to play him or not, I would like, well, I'm just going to forfeit because I'm just going to do nothing for three hours and I could rather, yeah. I could go look at things otherwise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that, that I think is the most important thing. Like if you get nothing a against game, him, by the way, no, absolutely no, no, nothing no. against him. But I just would never play him again. No, that's just how he enjoys the game. Absolutely, um, and he's entitled to enjoy the game as whatever way he decides to enjoy the game. But maybe he shouldn't do it at an event, though. Yeah, when you have to get X turns in in Y time, maybe, or yeah, take maybe. a different army, like you know. Yeah, if he I... knows that he's a slow player, he should kind of plan around that. Yeah, and like, you know, so like, I think I've said this before, but most of my friends live in the UK where I lived for a long time. Most of my armies are of 35 models. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have two Stormcast armies. They're both about 35 models. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Nurgle army that's not much bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a Chaos Knight army for the same reason. I've now got an army of Imperial Guard or Astro Militarum um, Lehman Russes with like 20 Guardsmen and the rest is just Lehman Russ. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I build armies specifically so I can travel with them, you know, and that's a an unnecessary thing I have to do because I'm going to have to fly to an event. Yeah. And that's, a, that's another thing that's a real constraint. And can I build an army that's any good and travel with it? Yes, but I can't win with it. So it doesn't matter. Um, like, we went to an event in Derby a few years ago, and another guy had almost the exact same army as me, and he came fifth and I came second to bomb. <laughs> yeah. My my first game was against one of the guys in uh, my gaming group, and I deep struck my Stormcast nine inches away from his Nagash. I rolled double one, and I had also paid three command points to add plus three to the dice roll because of the Gabriel Sherard. Yep, correct. And I still failed that charge. Now that's <laughs> the that's what my games are always like. So you can give me any army, and I will, you know, I'll give you a good game, but I'll lose miserably. Yeah, well, definitely, you'll be on one of the battlefronts at some point. We can get it organized. Like... Well, with that, with that raucous, uh, look how good you'll be, Tom. Get up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sick of losing to Dave, so maybe I'll bring you up for a game or two. <laughs> make myself feel no better. What am I? What am I gonna? What am I gonna lose with? Whatever you want, buddy. I've got armies for days here. You don't need to travel with anything. You just show up and smile, unless you want to bring your own toys. Yeah, I really like my. I really like some of my armies. My, my kit. My kit. Chaos dwarves. What year is this? My yeah. um, my chaos knights and my eldar are absolutely gorgeous. So I'll take either of those. Yeah, whatever you want. The world to see, buddy. Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed another episode of the Miniature Hobbies podcast. Uh, we have been your hosts, uh, Mr. Andrew Farrell, which is me, and Mr. Tom Landy. Uh, Andy, where can they find you on the internet? 
you can find me under the guise mediocre hobbies on youtube instagram tiktok exactly the same name so mediocre hobbies so yeah you can find me on twitter as tom landy but this week instead of looking for me go and click the link in the show notes donate some money to the charity before andy closes the door and submits the money to them and also if you've stayed this long and you're watching on the mediocre hobbies youtube channel please give us some comments otherwise i will literally just keep talking rubbish with andy forever without any structures you've only got yourselves to blame you've only got yourselves to blame (laughs) it's all your damn fault